hopefully the Easter ham, the good family vibes, if you were able to be around your family, were amazing yesterday on Easter Sunday. I looked at my calendar and it said Easter Monday was today. I didn't know that was a thing. I always knew about Easter Sunday, looking for eggs or hiding eggs as I got older. Maybe grab some candy, eat some ham, a couple dinner rolls, some mashed potatoes. You know, all the good feels, you know, the good vibes, the good food. Didn't know there was an Easter Monday, but I guess according to my calendar, there is. So happy Easter Monday as well. Hopefully you had a great holiday to begin this week. Still in Corona, COVID-19 quarantine. Hopefully you're staying safe and staying sane as we try to find things to do at home. I found plenty of things to do as in terms of celebrate. When I looked at the news today, the Chicago Bulls are finally moving on from Gar Foreman and John Paxton being the top two guys in all decision making. Foreman has been with the front office of the Chicago Bulls since 1998 and he was a general manager from 2009 to 2020 to now, till right now, like a day ago. John Paxton, vice president of operations from 2009 to right now, but he was the GM from 2003 to 2009. His first pick as a Chicago Bulls GM was Kirk Heinrich. How things have fallen since then. I loved Kirk Heinrich, by the way. But they're gone. Gar Foreman may still have a role with the team. I saw things from Jerry Reinsdorf saying he will always be part of the Bulls family, but he will not be the GM. John Paxton is supposedly sliding down to an advisor role. So he might still have some say, but he's not going to be a top one or two guys. He might be a little chirping bird for a little while before you know he steps aside because he doesn't have power. Just to let you know how long Chicago Bulls fans have been waiting for this, at the All-Star Game, Zach Levine was doing a ESPN show, I think it was first take, and the fans start chanting, Fire Gar Pax, which of course is the Gar Paxton duo, the combination. So they were chanting for them to be fired, to be let go. They thought Zach Levine should be an all-star and in that game, especially since it's in Chicago. I am not a huge Zach Levine fan. I just think he is a great dunker and a scorer, but can't lead a team to greatness. I will always say that, but I do think he deserved to be in that all-star game. He definitely did. So did Derrick Rose, but that's here or there. But here are some of the bad moves that I feel Gar and Pax made throughout their time. The number one bad move. 2006 draft. They draft LaMarcus Aldridge with the number two pick. They trade him on draft night for Tyrus Thomas. Let's go over what they did after that. LaMarcus Aldridge averaging 19.5 points, 8.3 rebounds for his career. He played for Portland from 2006 to 15, and he's been with the Spurs from 15 until currently right now. He's a seven-time All-Star. Two times selected for the All-NBA second team. He made the All-NBA third team three times and was All-Rookie first team. Tyrus Thomas was with the Bulls from 06 to 10. The Charlotte Bobcats, now the Charlotte Hornets, 10 to 13. 2015, all in the same season. He was on the G League, Memphis Grizzlies, and a Euro team. All realms of basketball, all in the same season. His only accolade accomplishment. He was all-rookie second team in 2007. His career averages 7.7 .7 points, 4.8 rebounds. 
super athletic, but just couldn't get his head into it and had all kinds of problems outside of the court, especially in the locker room with his teammates. Another bad move that they made, although I loved him as a Detroit Piston and actually as the Orlando Magic when he first started catching some buzz and starting his career off, Ben Wallace. They signed him to a big deal that he should not have got. He was past his prime. Couldn't do the same things athletically that he once could being an undersized center. Those two moves were very bad. They bounce back with Derrick Rose, who then gets hurt and then can't put the pieces back together. In the last few years, the Chicago Bulls have struggled, struggled with their best players being Zach Levine, who has got all kinds of talent, but can't be that guy. He just can't be that guy. He really can't. Although I love Vince Carter, I look at them at the same kind of way. They can dunk everywhere. They can shoot. They can score 30 points a game, no doubt. But they can't lead a team. Their defense is so-so. I look at those two players as the same guy. That's who Zach Levine is. Laurie Markkinen, I don't even know where to put him. He shows signs of brilliance and that he is going to be the guy, but then drops off and acts like he's not even on the team. Very inconsistent. And when you were looking for guys to be the anchor of your squad, the face of the franchise, neither one of them is what you really want. You want somebody that's going to win games and help everybody else move forward. Laurie Markkinen being inconsistent. Zach Levine chucking the ball up with three guys in front of his face instead of making the easy pass for a layup. That's not leaving your team. That's trying to play hero ball. Hero ball doesn't work in the NBA. That's why it's a team sport and everybody gets contracts. Everybody gets paid. Everybody is on the court. It's not all about you. And until Zach Levine gets that, which he might not, who knows? He is not going to be that guy. You might want to put the Dwayne Wade move up there too. They get Dwayne Wade, who was kind of just looking for a payday. Yeah, I would put that up there as, as probably the top three bad moves of the Gar Pax era. Wade came over and really didn't do much at all. It was all Harold, oh, he's a Chicago guy, it's great to have him here. And he didn't do anything for us and then dipped out. It was like we rented him, paid him a bunch of money, gave him a payday, and then he dipped out. Not cool, not cool at all. I jumped right into that without doing the introductions. I'm Brandon LaChance. Thank you for coming back to Edge of Your Seat Podcast. I am just so pumped up about the Bulls' future without those two guys there and see who they put in position and to make good moves with and make Chicago Bulls basketball relevant again. I am Brandon LaChance, huge Bulls fan. This is Edge of Your Seat Podcast, episode 72. Have a great, special, fantastic show for you today with my mother. My mother, Lisa Lingobach Lachance, is on the pod. We talk books, all kinds of books actually, from Jack Reacher to Harry Potter, all kinds of stuff in between. My mom is an avid reader, been reading before she was born. She's a crazy reader, loves it, and she loved to talk about it. It was really cool having her on. During the show, a couple things that she forgot to add that I told her I would add. I asked her if she ever played sports, because this is sort of kind of a sports podcast. We talk about everything, but kind of from a sports gist of things where we start off at and then we kind of branch out. My mother said she did play softball as a kid. She did not mention it on the pod. She talked about taking the book for my aunt when she was in sports and basketball and softball, but she didn't talk about playing. When she was a little kid, so like little league softball, my mother did do that. I can only imagine my mom as a softball player. <laughs>
had to throw that laugh in there. She'll appreciate it. Another thing, we were talking about Harry Potter, and we couldn't remember a name. For your Harry Potter fans, we were talking about Peter Pettigrew. I didn't even look it up. When I was editing, and I was talking about the rat guy, my mom's talking about the rat guy, she kind of said his name, but it wasn't the right one, and then I'm like, it's Pettigrew, it's Peter. So I figured it out while I was editing. Hopefully that's right. I'm not going to look it up to make sure, so hopefully I'm right. <laughs> and if you cannot hear my mother at times, please just turn up your volume a little bit. Put your headphones a little closer to your ear. My mom had never been on a mic before. I was trying to tell her where to talk, how to get to it. There are some times that she is very faint because she didn't want to listen to her son. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love you, mom. She didn't put her mouth close enough to the mic at times, and it's kind of hard to hear her. Hopefully, you get the gist of what she was saying, because she was an awesome guest on Edge of Your Sea podcast. Let's cut to a commercial. We are in a crazy time of quarantine, thanks to COVID-19. You may start to see a few things that may need to be updated, whether it's a light fixture or an entire kitchen remodel. Olson Construction is here to help. The family-owned and operated company prides itself in offering family prices with family honesty. Olson Construction specializes in roofing, siding, windows and doors, deck designs, remodels of all kinds, and garage and room additions. Owner Keith Milas has been in construction for over 10 years and is willing and able to take care of your home renovations from start to finish. With your thoughts and opinions, taken with every step of the journey. For a free estimate, call Olson Construction, which is fully licensed and fully insured, at 815-910-5982. Olson Construction can also be contacted via Facebook at the Olson Construction LLC page or email olsonconstruction19 at gmail.com. Going through Twitter and Facebook, I've seen mixed reactions of what the NBA and ESPN are trying to do with the horse tournament. I was actually pumped about it, and I thought it was cool because we have nothing else to watch. Nothing else is going on right now. So ESPN aired an eight-person single elimination tournament. They just did the quarterfinals, and the semifinals and finals are at 8 p.m. Central on Thursday. I will watch. I'm totally excited about this. I think it's going to be really cool. They did a good job of mixing current NBA players, WNBA players, current and retired, and retired legends. Since we are social distancing, the NBA and ESPN were good about just setting stuff up at their homes. They didn't meet all at the same place. They took their shots at their home gyms or local gyms that were closed down. All you really saw was this player taking their shots for the horse tournament. I thought it was a really cool setup. Again, I don't think it was award-winning TV, but I thought it was a good idea, just like the NBA 2K tournament, which Devin Booker of the Phoenix Suns won. Just a good idea to keep something live, keep something fresh, so we're not going crazy only watching old sports or not watching anything and just going nuts. <laughs> we are in a society that you know everybody watches TV for at least an hour or so a day. So to have something live to keep us pushing through this quarantine, this COVID-19 where times are kind of awful for everybody was a good idea. I liked it. The quarterfinal saw Chauncey Billups, who is retired, won a ring with the Detroit Pistons and Ben Wallace, defeated Trey Young, three-point sniper, currently with the Atlanta Hawks. 
Mike Connolly from the Utah Jazz defeated retired WNBA player Tamika Catchings. Chicago Bulls' Zach Levine, already mentioned before, took out Paul Pierce from the Boston Celtics, won a ring with them. I was pumped up about that. I didn't think he could do it. In an interview afterwards, he said, I'm still shooting 500 shots a day. I'm always ready. I'm ready to come back and play. So that was awesome to see as a Bulls fan and somebody that just dogged Levine on this podcast to see him trying to get better, trying to stay on track. Maybe along the way, I'll change my opinion. Hasn't happened yet, but maybe. And then the fourth round, and what I would call an upset, the Chicago Skies, Ellie Quigley, knocked out Chris Paul, who was with the Oklahoma Thunder. So in the semifinals, 8 p.m. Central Time on Thursday, we have Chauncey Billups, Mike Conley, Zach Levine, and Allie Quigley. I want to root for the underdog. If Allie Quigley could get the win here, that would be pretty cool. I am an NBA guy, and I am a Chicago Bulls fan. So if Quigley doesn't win, who plays for the Chicago Sky, I want Levine to win. That would be awesome as well. He deserves it. He's trying his hardest. Thank you for coming back to Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Much appreciated. Just going to pull the plugs real quick before we get to my mother, Lisa Lingobach Lachance, chatting about all kinds of things, including books. You can catch us on Facebook at Edge of Your Seat Podcast, Twitter at Edge of Your CP. Don't know where you're listening to this one, but if you want to go to another outlet or share with us and tell other people, hey, check out Edge of Your Seat Podcast here. We are on Spotify. Apple Music, iTunes, and Google Music. Anything you want to contact us about, advertising, questions, suggestions, random thoughts, you can email edgeofyourseatpodcast at gmail.com. And thank you, Brian Cavelli, for the intro and outro beat. You're the man. Amazing work, as always. Well, we will be back on Wednesday and Friday this week. Two great shows in the works. I think you'll like them. Thank you for the love and support and continuously checking out Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Until next time, peace. Hopefully everybody is having a great, great, good Friday. Hopefully you're enjoying the holiday even during this crazy time that we're in in life, this quarantine, coronavirus, COVID-19. Hopefully you are doing well. I am actually doing fantastic and this is going to be a very special edition of Edge of Your Seat Podcast. I have a very special guest who has actually known me longer than anybody else has ever known me. Of course, I'm talking about my madre, my mother, Lisa. How's it going, Mom? I'm doing fine. How are you, me? <laughs> I am actually really excited to do this. So you're in town. I know we're supposed to be quarantined and social distancing, but if I'm going to die tomorrow because of some virus, I want to see my mom before I go. So she came by and visited. And I'm like, hey, we got to put you on a podcast. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> If you don't quit making me laugh, I'm not going to be able to talk. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Maybe people will laugh with us. It'll be even better. We hope so. Definitely. Well, first, let's talk about the holiday season. Where does Easter rank with your holidays? Not very high. Why is that? I was 13 in a car accident on Good Friday morning with my dad and my sister and my brother, and my father died. So for the longest time, I had a hard time celebrating Easter. And when I had kids, my mother said that it wasn't your fault and it was time to start celebrating again. 
So I taught you the religious version of it and the Easter Bunny version of it and we enjoy it. I love to hide Easter eggs for you guys. It was fun watching you find them. Can we actually do that right now? I want to have an Easter egg hunt right now. <laughs> I don't think so. Well then what's the point of this? We gotta have an Easter egg. No, just kidding. I would say it's probably like, it's definitely on the bottom of my list. I forgot that grandfather had passed away on this holiday. Obviously you knew about the accident, but forgot that it was this holiday. So hopefully I didn't bring up any bad memories. No, it's been 40 years. So yeah, it still hurts and I still have a hole where he's not there, but yeah, Easter is Easter and it's still for family that you do have and getting to spend time with them and getting them high on sugar. <laughs> So how many grandkids do you have now? Is it up to 35 all by one kid? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I love you, Amber. But shout out to my sister and her four awesome kids that I am very honored that they call me Uncle B. None of them call me Brandon. I kind of like that. I like the Uncle B part. Yep. Had to give them a shout out. Got them some Easter baskets, some soccer balls, basketballs. I remember that's usually what I got for Easter with some athletic equipment so I was like hey I'll keep this tradition going and get them some outdoor stuff. If it wasn't that it was movies or it was school supplies to finish out the rest of the school year. Yeah because he didn't want to give us gifts or toys that had to be school supplies. I did that too the little shovels and the outside spring stuff but you guys don't grow it. We're gonna have to stop this podcast right now because she is lying. <laughs> <laughs> I think my memory is just a little bit better when you were a little kid. I'm pulling the plug on Mike's. <laughs> See what I had to deal with when he was a kid? <laughs> he hasn't gotten better. They're probably worse. <laughs> then I got educated and then I like started doing stuff with my life. So I kind of got, you know, confidence, confidence, intelligence, sarcasm, and humor. Not a good mix. Tell me about it. Oh, and don't forget the independence. Yeah. Pretty independent, I would say. Oh, yeah. When I did ask you to do this, there was one thing I wanted to say, and you kind of just beat me to it. I wanted to thank you for that, actually, because, uh, you know, we haven't always been on great terms. You know, we uh, go through times where, you know, we'd argue here, argue there, not talk for a little bit. But you have given me the tools to succeed, I should say. I mean, I've been able to adapt to lots of different things that's happened in life, and... I want to thank you for that because if I was raised any differently, I don't know if that would happen and I would be able to make the changes that I have or, you know, make decisions that have honestly been really, really good for me and for people around me. So I definitely want to thank you for that and being on this podcast. Oh, you're welcome. It's an honor to be on your podcast. I love listening to you. From the first time I started listening to your podcast, it's like you and your friends are right back in my living room. So every time I turn it on... I'm looking to see where you're at, and I get a smile on my face, and it's like, I miss it hearing that voice. <laughs> so yeah, I enjoy listening to these and look forward to them. So now I am right back in your home. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> or wherever I'm at. <laughs> That's awesome. Very, very cool. I'm definitely happy that you listened to me. I wrote for 15 years. I tell you this all the time. You've probably read maybe 10 stories. And I wrote 10 stories a week, probably more. <laughs> but you listen to every podcast, and I'm very, 
very, very thankful that you listen and check us out. Well, yeah, because I can do other stuff. So for the most part, this is a sports podcast. Mom, did you play any sports? Um, in school? No, but I kept score on my sister's basketball team, got the only letter that I earned during high school. She also got me, she kept score, uh, senior baseball, and she or softball, and she got me keeping score on the junior softball. After high school, I got into bowling, and I was on bowling leagues and dart leagues. And any time for fun or school, basketball, football, baseball, anytime I play, I got hit by the ball, no matter if I tried to or not. And it wasn't, didn't matter, dodgeball, you were supposed to get or trying not to. I could have made dodgeball, but the rest of them, when you're trying to play, I still got hit by the dang ball. I really wish I would have been somebody else's kid. Only in this instance, so I could have watched that happen. Because you obviously weren't old enough to have kids. I wish that I was somebody else's child to watch that happen. No, 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 no. <laughs> the only time I would ever say, I wish I was somebody else's child. But that would have been hilarious. No, it still has happened. You and your friends have played ball, and I've been on the sideline. And the ball comes out, and I still get it. And I'm not even playing. But a few times, you and your friends had a football, and it went out of bounds, or basketball, and it's like, see, I don't even have to play, and I still get hit by the wall, because I'm here watching. <laughs> okay, I do I do remember a couple of those numbers. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> I just had a flashback of you getting pelted on the side of the head with a football. I remember that. Yep. I felt really bad. I rushed over to you. <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, I like keeping score where there was a table, and... Bleachers in between me, and I can watch the game and, you know, keep charge of it or, you know, focused and stuff, and I was far away from the ball. <laughs> so if anybody asked you right now to do the book for a softball game, would you remember what you were doing? Some of it, yeah. Well, they probably have changed some of the books, but, yeah, it wouldn't take me long to do it again. All right, we're going to get her a job. She is going to be... <laughs> you just want me into sports. <laughs> exactly. I got to talk to you about something. The one thing that we've always been able to talk about, and I don't know if this is a thank you, Mom, or why did you do this to me, Mom, but I've always liked to read. And it's your fault or your thank yous, whichever you would like to take. But you are a monster, avid reader. Let's discuss some books. What are some things you're reading right now? I read a little bit of everything. Um, I just got done reading a Christian fiction mystery book, so then I switched it up and I'm reading a romance book um, about a modern-day Cinderella, and I go back and forth with hard books in my tablet, and I just read like a paranormal shapeshifter book. Uh, before that, I was reading Lee Child. I just got up to date on all of the Lee Childs with Jack Reacher. And got to read his book as soon as they come out and I get a hold of them. I just finished reading the last Sandra Brown book. She's another one. I started reading back in my 30s. Um, my favorite authors, all their books. Because I got tired of figuring out which ones I read not or not. So Sandra Brown was the first one that I started reading. And she's up to 60, 70 some books. And I have read every single one of them. Nora Roberts is another one that I've read all of hers. And her in-death series by J.D. Robb. 
I love those books. It's about a futuristic cop and her husband and they have a lot of the same people on it but she's kick ass and she solves the murder and a lot of times you don't figure it out and I like that. Um, I read a little bit of everything. I like family life in, in novels and drama otherwise all kinds of mysteries and you're right I am a very avid reader with this COVID virus going on, I have been reading a book at least not once a day, every couple days. And I just counted yesterday, since the 12th of March, I have read 17 books. I finished the 18th this morning. I know people that haven't read 17 books in their life. <laughs> 17 in like two weeks? No, it'll probably be like four weeks though. What is it? It's April 10th. It is Good Friday, April 10th. So since March 17th, you read 17 books. March 12th. March, March 12th. Yeah. So in a month, we'll cut you short two days, but in a month, you have read 17 books. 18, because I finished one this morning before I came here. That's ridiculous. <laughs> I enjoy it. And like I said, I keep switching around. I get tired of one genre and I go to another one and it's fun. I do have to mention this too. You were the first person to cuss on my podcast. My oh, mother she... cussed <laughs> on the podcast. She knows it's PG. She cussed on the podcast. <laughs> you know, the thought went through my head as I'm saying it. It's like, oops. <laughs> I'm cutting mics, kicking her out of my house, giving her gas money to get home. I'm he, just kidding. <laughs> he loves me anyway. Very, I want to fool you. Very much so. You actually got me into reading the Lee Childs books. I wanted to start reading a little bit more, probably about four or five years ago. Sitting at home, I'd get done with stories for the local paper I worked at, and I didn't have anything to do. I got tired of playing the same video games and kind of got tired of playing video games, so I started reading again. Went through spurts when I was a kid. I'd read a lot, wouldn't read a lot. I went through the Goosebumps stages and Animorphs, tons of those books. I went through the Chronicles of Narnia stage. I have read lots of those when I was growing up. But probably about four or five years ago, I was like, man, I don't know what to read. So I went through these lists, a hundred books you should read before you die or things like that. And you, since you are associated with the bookstore, you say work, I say volunteer, tomato, tomato, whatever. But you got me all kinds of books ranging from whatever. But the ones that I started on was like, I did like a rotation. Like I'd read a born book. Who's the author of those again? Started out with Robert Ludlum. And then he passed and somebody took over. Yeah, uh, there's been a few of them. Vince Flynn, I think, has helped with some of them. Who has um, also passed, R.I.P. Bam Ludbuster. Eric? Yes, he's written a few of those. And I think there's somebody else. Uh, Kyle Mills, maybe? So I'm about four books into that series. And then the Jack Reacher books, I am about four books into it. I am on, am I on the fifth or the fourth? Mom, you know this better than I do. Which one are you on? Running Blind? Fourth or fifth, yeah. Yeah. See, I have to ask her what I'm reading. It's awesome. You should get yourself a mom like that. <laughs> he told me he wanted somebody different, and he's like, I want a man's man type of book. Jack Reacher is a six foot five, big gorilla of a guy that's ex-military police and he doesn't own anything he carries a folded toothbrush in his pocket and he goes from town to town just finding something to do and anything that spikes his interest 
he figures out there's a problem, somebody need help or something, and he thinks he needs to help. He's got nothing to do, nowhere place he has to be, and so he stays in this town and he solves the problem. And he is a man's man, and I thought it was a perfect book for my son. <laughs> I love him, I'm not going to lie. The crazy thing is, is I haven't seen any of the movies, but they cast Tom Cruise, who is not a gorilla, who is not very tall, who is not when you think of like a strong, muscular, CIA, FBI kind of guy. You don't think Tom Cruise build, and they have him as Jack Reacher. What did you think about this? I have not watched the movies because of that. They are my type of fun, action, go get them type movies, but being an avid reader, I can picture my characters in the book as I'm reading them. And I do not want Tom Cruise to take over the picture of the reacher I have of this big gorilla guy. So I have waited and put off watching those movies because I like the books. I enjoy escaping in them. There's something different from some of the other books that I read. And so, no, as much as I don't want to, and I'm curious about him, I still haven't watched him. He's got two of them out now, and the third one is in production, as far as I know. And, yeah, someday I'll watch him. Christmas gift idea. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Once you get older and you try to buy gifts for your parents or grandparents, it's almost impossible. What do you get people that already have everything? I don't know, but I loved it the year you guys got me a gift card from a bookstore. And I, every year I'm waiting for another one, and I still, I got it one year. I got you a, like, Visa gift card last yes, year that you, you can use on anything. Yep, and I am. Perfect. So even though some people say, oh, don't get gift cards, those aren't cool, they get the job done and let the person get what they want to get. Yeah, because, like you guys said, there's no way you guys can find me a book because I have read so many different books and authors and different genres. There's no way for you to figure out without asking me and me giving you a list. And then who knows if I read it within the three months or two months or whatever, I gave you the list. Who knows? I wouldn't find it and read it anyway. Another gift idea. I'm getting you Where's Waldo because I know you don't have any of those. <laughs> Pass. I can pass on that. <laughs> Clifford the Big Red Dog? I can find him at the bookstore anytime. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah. And I cannot have you on this podcast talking about books and movies and how they mix without discussing Harry Potter. So I'll give a little background. When this started being a huge deal, I was probably in middle school and by the end I was in college. I laughed at you and my sister Amber all the time. I'm like, it's a wizard on a broom that sounds ridiculous. And I didn't read any of the books, didn't watch any of the first, I'm going to say like three or four movies when they first came out. I've seen them since, probably a few times. But at that time, I'm like, no way am I wasting my time. I got sports to do. I got girls to talk to. I got homework that I'm going to say I'm going to do, but I'm probably playing sports or talking to girls anyway when I'm not doing homework. But... It was not going to be spent on Harry Potter. Fast forward to about, I don't know, three years ago, four years ago, I read all the books in succession, which I don't do. I always jump around so I get some newness, not reading the same thing. Read them all in order and watch the movies. And I'm like, Mom, 
Okay, you weren't wrong about everything. This is actually kind of cool. Yeah, it was. And those were the only movies that I went to the theater to see during all that time with those seven movies. And then I went only went with you or your sister. I mean, I'd have a friend or you guys would have friends. But for the most part, either two or the three of us went every time and I loved it. That was something the three of us could do together. And we found something that the three of us had in common or enjoyed. <laughs> Once you got older, everybody seemed to just change. I actually just went for the nachos and the Diet Coke. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> and the Sour Patch Kids. And the Skittles at the time. Oh, yeah, Skittles. <laughs> oh, yeah. Love some Skittles. I don't know why that was my favorite candy. It still is, but I just don't eat candy anymore. Gotta mm. save those tooths. Never compare with my M&M's. This lady could eat the giant <laughs> bag of M&M's all day, every day. That would be her only meal. Me and my uh, stepfather, rest in peace, Lonnie, I love you. But he and I would make so much fun of you because that's all you would eat. Then it'd come dinner time and we're talking about what we're going to make. And you're like, oh, I'm not hungry. Because you just ate a full bag of peanut M&M's. That's why you're not hungry. I always try to make room for dinner, and I cut back on them. But, yeah, the more I wasn't working and the more older I got, I said the heck with it. I get them here and there for a treat, and I have a bag nonstop. Now I have one on the side of my bed and in my car where I used to only have one bag. And they're with me constantly, but the grandkids and my kids, they all get into them. And I switch from the peanut M&M's to the caramel M&M's. And, yeah, M&M's are my buddies. Lisa lingobach Lachance, keeping <laughs> M&M factories open near you. I do try. You know, we were just talking about Harry Potter. What did you think about the transition from the books to the movies? I know the last one came out, you know, quite a few years ago. And this has been discussed, but you personally, I know you're always been more of a book person. You kind of said that earlier. What did you think about the transition for Harry Potter from the printed version to screen version? I enjoyed them. I enjoyed the first ones and liked them. After I watched the first movie, I went back and I read the book a second time and I compared it. And I did it with the first three books and decided I didn't have time to keep rereading them to compare them with the movies but was it the third or fourth movie they got a different director and the actor that played uh, Professor Dumbledore died and the new director changed the scenery changed the whole country of where they were filming it and it's more gothic and more fits the times but when you first went to well first I went to go see it it's like, oh, this isn't what I'm used to, or this isn't what, you know, we've seen before. But as you got into the rest of the movies and stuff, it fit it better than the first ones. I mean, the first ones was a good beginner starter, and then, like I said, this director took them farther. The only movie that I had a problem was, was with when it introduced um, In the Shack. If you did not read the book, there's a lot of explaining that happens in that shack or 
just explain some of the things that went on in the in the book that you don't find out about. So I was totally lost when I left the theater. At least four or five things that it's like they never explained this. They didn't even talk about that. If I hadn't read the book, I wouldn't even know. The rest of the books, I never had that with. The beginning ones, the ending ones, they seemed to explain everything. What they did leave out didn't need to be in there. It was an action movie. It's different than, you know, reading descriptions and everything else. But yes, I'm still a great big Harry Potter fan. I got a Harry Potter ringtone on my phone and I just took up my Harry Potter pajamas. So, yeah, I'm still a Harry Potter enthusiast. Now, you're talking about The Shack. Which movie was that? Do you remember? I know what you're talking about. It was Harry, was Hermione there? Yes. And then the dude was a rat? And yes. then he's not? His, yes. That is the one where... Um, Sirius Black yes. is hiding in there. Yes, and that's what they were, why it was called The Screaming Shack is because the other professor turned into a werewolf. So for years, they called it the Screaming Shack, not realizing that these three friends were taking their buddy out. Well, the three friends became where they could turn into animals so they could help their werewolf friend out. But it does not explain this in the movie. So Sirius Black and Harry's dad and the rat, Pigworm? I don't remember any names. Yeah. I just remember Sirius Black turned into a dog. The professor turned into a werewolf. I can picture all of them. I can't remember his name. And then... The rat. The he was something else and then became a rat later. And Harry's dad was a deer or a stag is what they called him. Right. And anyway, the four of these guys were buddies. And... The one turned on him, and Sirius got blamed for it. And that's why he was the rat. Yes. Yes. Exactly. But if they didn't explain all that. They didn't explain who Prongtail and the four guys were and what they did. I caught all that, read it in the book. And there was a few other things around the Shack business or with the movie or whatever that I felt got left out and it just doesn't explain. The map. Gotcha. The map was another one that didn't get explained. The invisible map. But, like I said, I still love them and I will still keep watching the movies. Awesome. Me too. Why not? Out of the three main characters, Harry, Hermione, Ronald, Ron, not Ronald McDonald. <laughs> Which of those three are your favorite? Oh, it's got to be Harry. That is the most boring answer ever. <laughs> next, next question. So out of the characters, out of the characters that are not the main three, so not Harry, not Hermione, not Ronald McDonald, Ron, who is some of your favorite characters that you enjoyed when they did get their, their time to shine, either in the books or the movies? Oh, there's no question. Mrs. Weasley. Oh, she had this whiny voice in this bright red hair and she motherhand everybody and she was just lovable she raised nine kids and you know she knew what was going on with them and yeah she was just lovable and i loved every time she came on i'd go dumbledore i like the old man he was cool 
both of them, the original who passed away, again, RIP, and the the newer one. I guess it's not even new now. When was the last time a hair product came out? Like 10 years ago? And I graduated in 2010, so it's been at least a decade. The crazy thing is, is Harry Potter is still talked about. His merchandise is still sold. His books are not hard to find in the library, but I've went and looked before, and people are still reading them all the time. It's crazy. It's crazy how he has been able to stick around in the times, even though there hasn't been a Harry Potter anything new in quite some time. Yeah, I was just um, helping my youngest granddaughter with her homework yesterday. And she had to read this little tidbit about what was the very first popular book. On the last paragraph of this, they were talking about the most selling book. They said Harry Potter is the most high-priced book sold for over $400,000 at an auction. Insane. For a book? Yeah. But it was like I said, it was in my granddaughter's homework. So there again, there's Harry Potter out of the blue. Yeah, I think there's like college classes now, like Harry Potter 101. <laughs> it could be. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So obviously talking about books, and you've been reading since, I'm going to say since you were negative years old, before <laughs> you came out of the womb. <laughs> and now you are always at a bookstore, putting stuff on shelves, taking them off the shelves. Probably not burning them. No. <laughs> <laughs> How many books a day do you feel like when you're at the store you touch? Oh, man. Is it over a thousand? In a day, no. But probably close to it. I volunteer at a used bookstore. If I price books, we have like the old library carts. They're hardbacks and oversized, and I can fill up all three shelves on the cart. And I have anywhere from 80 to 100 books on that cart. Depends on how thick they are. So if I do a couple of carts, that's two or 300 a day. But then you're touching books, moving the other ones as you're putting the books away. Yeah, I would say it's probably close to two, 300 a day. Since you have not been in the store because of the coronavirus, have you cried yourself to sleep at night? No, but I got very, very mad because they took my books away. <laughs> in other words she did cry but she just doesn't want to admit it that's what just happened here no 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 but it's all not just the books we started a year or two ago we got a puzzle in that had all kinds of books on it literature books so we decided to put the puzzle together and glue it and use it as decorations so we get puzzles in that we sell. We sell magazines and records and DVDs and CDs. We leave a table up and we start putting puzzles together and having them up on the wall. We have at least 50 to 100 puzzles up there now. And I was in the middle of doing one when I got told we were shutting down and couldn't come back. And it's like, but I can't leave my puzzle. So I finally got permission after a week or two as long as I wore a mask and gloves, I can go in. And I have gone in a couple of times in a week and spent a couple of hours there and worked a puzzle. And it's like, I can breathe now. I'm back. <laughs> that is the weirdest thing ever. Is there other people in the store when you go back? Nope. Okay, so it's just you. Yep. You have gloves on. You have a mask on. Yep. Okay. 
I was gonna say, Mom, I'm gonna have to like tie you up and not let you leave yep. so you can social distance. I am. Okay. I'm locked up all by myself in the store, but I'm making sure when people do come back in that everything's safe to touch and wiping down what I do touch if I don't have gloves on and. And all the puzzles are done. No. I've done one, I started a second one, and that first one is still sitting there. I have found after the first week or two when I couldn't go in, I was reading every day and decided I need to keep getting caught up on my books. So I've been taking a book or two or three back every couple of days to the store because getting them off my shelf. You've kind of motivated me. Maybe I can get this book done in a week. I'm on weekly rotations from my main job. But we'll call that my main hobby. I like this as my job better. Oh, okay. Well, whatever. Well, that works. One of the things that I'm doing. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but books I gotta... Are, books are my hobby. They can't be yours. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Well, it will never be my number one hobby, so you don't have to worry about that. Well, books are my passion, put it that way. There you go. Puzzles are my hobby. Gotcha. I do agree, though. I've done a lot of research about this stuff because, obviously, our country does not like to read anymore. We have technology. We have video games. We have all these crazy things that we can do. Everybody gets distracted in different ways. But I've done some research, and they say if you read, like, 10 pages a day, it doesn't even matter what it is, that your IQ or your intelligence level drastically goes up just because you're able to comprehend. You're able to read. You're able to think. Your critical thinking skills improve all of this stuff just by 10 pages a day that's crazy in a way it makes sense but it makes me feel better see i'm not as dumb as you think i am <laughs> i would never call you dumb <laughs> crazy yes weird yes my and mom that i love to death yes i am very proud to be called all of those things i like being different you know that you are a goofy person yes but the best kind of goofiness that you could be i guess well, I hope so. But you know what? I want to thank you. You are doing a terrific job with this. I like hearing you. I like what you've got to say. We both know I'm not sports orientated, and I don't know a lot of the positions and some of the things that the coaches and the players are talking about when I'm listening to it. But you want to know what? Their enthusiasm, their comments, the rapport back and forth with you. I enjoy listening to it. I get smiles on my face. I laugh with you guys. It, it is a nice entertainment. I put you on my tablet and I roll you around with my card of books and I put books away in my store listening to you and I enjoy it. I can listen to two or three at a time and I have been known to listen to five at a time, like three hours or four hours or while I'm doing stuff at the store and i enjoy it i it's great it's something different i get tired of listening to the same songs and sometimes i get tired of the quiet and it's nice to listen to my son and know he's right there next to me give me a second to wipe off the tears <laughs> and i'm blushing a little bit thank you mom i really appreciate you're that you're very welcome and like i said it's awesome that you listen to every show so I know I can't badmouth you on, no, I'm just kidding. I would never do that. Maybe younger Brandon would, but older Brandon, who definitely appreciates you and loves you a ton, would never do that. 
Uh, this might go down as my favorite podcast right now. Sorry to the other 70-something people that have been on this podcast, but this has been awesome, and I'm getting to share something with my mom that this is my passion. So your books are your passion. Being able to talk and podcast and writing stories and just being part of that, I guess, part of culture has been my passion and what I've been striving to do since I was you know, 17 years old. So... Thank you for being part of this and part of my life in talking on this podcast. Oh, you're very welcome, and I will always be there to support you and back you up. You know that. She's telling another lie again. (laughs) (laughs) I love you, and you keep on at it. You're getting bigger and better. Thank you, Mom. You're welcome.